listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. I'm Jared, here with Andrew, and as you just heard in the intro, as always, this is the podcast where uh, we want to encourage you to pray for your persecuted family. We do this by providing stories and inspiration and information about the persecuted church. Right. And so at the beginning of this season, uh, as we do at the beginning of every season, uh, we talked about uh, the latest World Watch List, the 2023 World Watch List. Now, if you don't know what that is, it's a ranking of the 50 most dangerous countries to live in as a Christian. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard, uh, you know, the early episodes in our season, we encourage you to go back and listen to them because they'll give you a lot of context, not only for today's podcast, but for many of the podcasts uh, that we do this season. And I say that because today we are going to talk about, Jared, the one country on the 2023 World Watch List that has never shown up in the top 50 before. Never been on the top 50 until 2023. We're talking about Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Last year, Nicaragua was one of the countries that landed on what we call the persecution watch list. It's the countries that score a high level of persecution, but don't make it into the top 50. Yeah. And so Nicaragua last year was number 61. This year it's uh, gone up 11 spots right into number 50. Yeah, 11 spots. So uh, over the last few years, what's happened is hostility against Christians in Nicaragua has increased. The church has been called uh, a, a destabilizing agent, which essentially means a threat to the status quo. Yeah. Now, the problem is that uh, in Nicaragua, the status quo too often includes injustice, uh, human rights abuses. And when, when the church stands opposed to this, it's seen as anti-government. So we'll get into more detail about what that looks like, but uh, let's begin by talking a bit about how Nicaragua got to where it is today. Right, and I am by no means an expert on Nicaragua, but based on our research, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's a long story, but we can get. In, we can, we'll, we'll do. We can we'll do a short one. Uh, we'll go back to 1936 yeah. when uh, it was the start of a dictatorship in Nicaragua that ruled the country for more than 40 years. Now, in 1979. That dictatorship led by the Somoza family was overthrown by a revolutionary force called the Sandinista National Liberation Front. Now, they eventually installed a new president, Daniel Ortega, who was in power until 1990. And then 16 years later, so we're now in 2006, uh, Daniel Ortega ran and, and won another presidential election and he's now held that office ever since. Yeah, and so for a while under Daniel Ortega's watch, Nicaragua was actually uh, fairly stable, fairly safe. Things began to change around 2018, uh, and slowly the country started to see weakening of the rule of law, as well as increased corruption, uh, increased repression, and again, to make a very long and detailed story short, what has happened is Daniel Ortega has slowly become the dictator that he originally uprooted back in the 70s. Right, and so Ortega's party has, has centralized all power. Yeah. Basically taking all of the control of, of uh, you know, the government and everything the they can. The state works everything, yeah. They're taking, they're taking control of everything. 
there is some opposition. There is an opposition party in the country since 2018 called the National Coalition. But the problem is, is that they're disunified. Uh, and, and so when the last election happened in 2021, November 2021, uh, it was it was clear that there was no group that was stable enough, strong enough to successfully stand against the Ortega dictatorship at the poll. Yeah, and so things have been getting a little bit dicier in Nicaragua since 2018, and that all kind of came to a head uh, after the election of 2021. Um, the Organization of American States, which is an international organization that uh, works to promote cooperation among countries in North and South America, pointed out in the lead up to that election that the Nicaraguan government had undertaken a process to eliminate political competition. Uh, presidential candidates as well as other uh, opponents of the government had been detained arbitrarily on charges of conspiracy to undermine national integrity. Uh, political parties were forced to close down in the run up to the election. And that current Ortega government was in control of the executive branch the electoral, judicial, legislative powers, uh, the police, the army, even some municipal mayors and municipal governments all controlled. By yeah. their so team. in other words, they held all the power. All the power. Yeah. Anyone opposed to them was viewed as a threat. Yes. And in recent years, sort of since 2018 or so, protests have become more commonplace as a reaction to this consolidation of power. And one group that has been involved over the years in these protests is the church. So Christianity is actually the biggest religion in Nicaragua. Yep. It's mainly Catholicism, uh, but historically the, the Catholic Church has been a major player on the political stage. Uh, for several years, it kind of functioned as a mediator, a mediator uh, between uh, the government and opposition groups. Uh, but in 2019, as an act of protest at the regime's lack of commitment and continued violation of human rights, uh, the church decided to cease all active participation in those talks. Yeah. And since then, the church's support for the most vulnerable sectors of society has caused it to be regarded as a uh, public enemy by the government and its allies. Uh, as a result, church leaders and churches have been frequent targets for this, all kinds of retaliation. Mm -hmm. um, the the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights has drawn attention to the escalating repression against members of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, these events have happened in a context of systematic persecution, criminalization, harassment, police hounding, stigmatizing comments by state authorities, other acts of repression. Right. So, and then Open Doors has obviously done our own research yeah. and has revealed several instances of persecution against Christians in Nicaragua. So, we'll share just a few examples here with you. Uh, so, like the exercise of the right to freedom of expression has become a cause of uh, for the arrest of uh, church leaders, mm -hmm. uh, especially those who are most critical of the government. Yeah, there's been instances uh, of seizure of property. Um, the Ortega police have seized publicly owned Christian properties in yeah. the past. The cancellation of legal status. So the government has canceled the registration and legal status of several organizations linked to the church, including like universities, schools, uh, justice and peace commissions, uh, anything kind of linked to them, and a lot of it has been cancelled. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been police harassment. Uh, it's become somewhat commonplace uh, for the houses of religious leaders to be blockaded or harassed by government officials or, or paramilitaries. Um, and the surveillance and monitoring of the church's activities uh, has also increased, and in some cases 
that sort of thing uh, intensified in the run-up to elections. Right. Uh, there's actually been accusations of an attempted coup. So the, the Legislative Assembly of Nicaragua approved a report uh, in which uh, church leaders were accused of preparing a coup, and it recommended that church leaders who participated in, in demonstrations in 2018 should be tried in court, and along with that, the confiscation of all the assets of their churches. Uh, another thing, there's been closure of media outlets. Uh, so in some areas, Catholic radio and television broadcasting outlets have been um, censored or even taken off the air entirely. Their offices have been taken over and legal status has been canceled. All right. So these are just some examples yeah. of uh, the more significant examples of persecution. And so uh, we want to get to prayer in, in, a, in a minute. But before we do that, I mean, I'll ask this question of you, Jared. Um, Future of Nicaragua. It's mm -hmm. obviously gone up several spots, went up 11 spots this last year. It's on the top 50. Do we see reason to believe that this trend will continue? Yeah. Um, so all of these things that we just listed about different ways that persecution is manifested in Nicaragua kind of all falls under one big umbrella, which is what we at Open Doors call dictatorial paranoia. Mm -hmm. That's like the main driver of persecution in Nicaragua. So yeah. Uh, when we ask about whether persecution is going to decrease or the future of Nicaragua is going to get better, th that's kind of tied in with the question of whether the dictatorial oppression will decrease. And probably not. Like, that, um, it, it doesn't look to be the case. You see, uh, Ortega was re-elected in 2021, like we said, um, and after that electoral process that had a lack of transparency, uh, political harassment, some abuses of power against opposition candidates, uh, hostilities against the critics of the regime, all of this put together um, meant that anyone who opposed the government had increasing repression against them. Uh, voices of some people who were calling for a return to democracy uh, or calling for respect for human rights, their voices got louder but pressure against them also increased right. and that increased the vulnerability of the church. So despite the church uh, trying to stand up for victims of human rights abuses and injustice, they're experiencing just increasing pressure from the government. So in that sense, no, things don't look to be getting better. But I would suggest that we have reason to be thankful and optimistic at the same time, because despite the persecution, the church has continued to amplify the voices of the vulnerable, to stand with the weakest mm -hmm. members of society, to stand against uh, uh, the dictatorial abuses, things like that. And so the church continues to stand for what it believes in. It continues to follow right. Jesus despite the persecution. So persecution will probably continue, but the church will also continue to stand strong. And right. so for that reason, like ultimately that is what we are hoping for. And yeah, so absolutely. there's reason to be optimistic. I, I agree. And so the number one way that we can stand with our persecuted brothers and sisters in Nicaragua yeah. is through prayer. And so we would encourage you to pray along. We're going to pray now. Encourage you to pray along with us. Um, and, uh, and just pray for our brothers and sisters in Nicaragua uh, as the life continues to get more difficult for them there. Father God, we lift up to you uh, the, the country of Nicaragua. Father God, uh, you uh, see what is happening there. You know it better than we know it. God, mm -hmm. you know the, the abuses of power. You know the injustices that are happening. You know the persecution that your uh, children are facing, Father God. And so we just ask today 
that you would come and that you would strengthen the church in Nicaragua, that you would strengthen church leaders, you would strengthen individuals. Father God, that the church would uh, grow, God, in number, it would grow in depth and in discipleship, God, and that the church would continually fix their eyes on you as the author and perfecter of their faith. God, we ask that you would uh, bring about change in Nicaragua. Father God, we pray that human rights abuses would, would be ended in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Father God, that Nicaragua would be a place of, of relative safety uh, for each and every person uh, that calls it home. Father God, we ask that you would strengthen our brothers and sisters there and encourage them today. Let them know that there are those praying for them around the world, that they are not forgotten, and that we love them as our brothers and sisters in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the World Watch Weekly Podcast. You can find out more about Nicaragua as well as about global persecution at opendoorscanada.org. If you follow us on all social media platforms at Open Doors Canada, where you'll be, uh, you'll find lots more information and prayer requests and ways that you can support the persecuted church. Including TikTok now. We are on TikTok. TikTok at Open Doors Canada. Uh, So we'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. And until then, have a great week. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And for more information and more prayer points for persecuted Christians around the world, you can follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada or visit our website, opendoorscanada.org forward slash pray. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.